there's so many cool brands making these amazing commissions um, and using documentary and using commercial filmmaking techniques. I was like, we could do something really, really cool here. In the room, 52 Jokers Wild. Okay, folks, uh, welcome to In the Room with Garvin and George on another Friday. And this week we have Grace Garvin, who is the Managing Director at Wild Rice Films. Welcome, Grace, and thank you for coming and joining me and Garvin in one of our hectic shows here. We know you're a filmmaker, <laughs> and uh, we're hopefully going to learn a little bit more about uh, what it is that you do. In fact, just tell us a little bit about the, what, what, what is your area of filmmaking production that you do? So I am a film producer. I'm, I'm very new to the industry since about 2017. Um, I got into the industry through my partner, Rich Davies, who is the other managing director of Wild Rice Films. He is a filmmaker himself. Um, we've been together quite a few years now, and I suppose I was kind of bouncing from jobs, jobs and sales and stuff like that. Um, and I was really watching him like a hawk to see what he was doing. And I thought, oh, coming from Ireland, I never realised that the film industry, you know, it was so far beyond expectations. Um, so when I seen him doing it so successfully, he'd been doing it since he was in his um, late teenager, like or late teen years. Um, and I just thought, well, two years more than you, then, is it? Yeah, and I just thought, I want to bite it up. Um, so we're I, uh, Grace, you can't be using this language at all. You're yeah. stalking this guy for a couple of years. I want yeah. to bite a dash. You're going, this This is not dating 101, but it sounds of it. You said, I want to get closer to him. He seems to be doing a great job. I can do that as well. He's my partner. Now, yeah. is he your partner, your business partner, your life partner? Is it just business? Is there business and pleasure oh, no, here? No, or is it just business? We're, yeah, we're boyfriend and girlfriend. There you go. I got it right yeah, on the yeah, nose. Yeah. Garvin, just to clarify now, I wasn't stalking him. Really. <laughs> <laughs> I just, all I knew was his name when I met him. Um, so I wasn't, no, I was, there was no Did he use a filmmaker cop? I'm a film director when he chatted you up in the nightclub. That's what we want to know. <laughs> can you come along with me and I can make a star of you? You can work with me. You know, is, no, is this how it all. all happened? Not at all. It was his love with the outdoors. It was his love with the outdoors that actually got um that he actually opened where I think because I, I love being outside, I love exercise, I love hiking, swimming, all of that stuff. So he actually opened on a better opener. For me, filmmaking didn't mean anything to me at the time, anyways, Garvin. Um, so we, we wouldn't have made a job. So he wasn't impressing you then, he's not impressing you now. All right, got you. <laughs> Well, that's the same with me because uh, my wife's a midwife. She spent all her career as a midwife, and uh, it's been quite useful that the two of us haven't been doing the same kind of job because uh, she's been able to bring in the income. And I've occasionally had work and not work, and had work and not work. Looked after the kids; they've all grown up now. And then tried to. So my do wife my own is saying, George, she's going. You're still in the bloody room talking to George now for the last two yeah. years. You go out there and make some films. You know, so, so now actually, 92, I'm not going to let, 92 I'm not letting of what we've this been thing, doing. <laughs> the universe, we believe in the universe and synchronicity. And we sort of mentioned this before the show started. There's no way you're getting away with your name. <laughs> not in a million years, not on a name like that. You know, Grace Garvin. I, I, the only reason I nearly reached out to yourself, first of all, was going, no, no I'm reading this wrong. She's got her the wrong way around. Garvin yeah. Grace is out there. 
you know, because actually that's that's who I would have been if I took my wife's name. I know a couple. I am under the thumb. I I, I do wear the dress at home. She wears the trousers. <laughs> I should have took her name in the wedding at the wedding, not the other way around. So I would have been Grace Garvin, or Garvin Garvin Grace. Garvin Grace. Her name. There you go. Now her name is Lorraine Grace. And you, I think you said as well your That's second name is Lorraine. Yes, yeah, there's, there's just too many coincidences here for, oh, for amazing. Just, too many. But okay, wild rice films. What does tame rice look like? It, you know, where did you get the wild rice from, as opposed to tame rice? Wild rice is such a random name. It's supposed to be my the filmmaker. His name is Rich, so it's R I, and it ends with starts with Rich. All right, good, <laughs> good. He was a wild man of rock and roll. We're finding yes. out the truth now. Yes. There's no oh, little God. rice sake anything. Actually, it's probably sake. No. We're drinking sake in a, in a, in a, in a, in a Japanese restaurant. <laughs> That's I where the name came from. a cherry blossom tree outside that we have nicknamed Jack or Saki. Not So what, 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 um, what sort of connected you to the, you were saying how uh, the film industry seemed to have plenty of work and you could see, you know, way forward, and you've chosen the role of a of a producer, which which from from the perspective that I've come from, editing and directing and camera and all that kind of stuff, that seems to be the most I say dodgy, the most uh, riskiest <laughs> of jobs. Dodge, to you got the dodgy into. side right there, dodgy George. Side, you know, yeah. Definitely <laughs> well, I've dodgy. With a few dodgy time. producers in the past. I think that's what it is. You know, <laughs> it, a, yeah, it can be complicated. Definitely, um, I think what. I'll tell you about what I previously used to do. So previously, I was always trying myself just plonked into sales jobs. So I was working for like Red Bull. That's where I originally started off my career. That was in London. Absolutely loved that. And the reason I loved all those sales jobs that I had is because who I was working with, there was somebody different nearly every single day. Um, and there was always something different to do. Um, and essentially with, the sales work into producing work, It's there is so many similarities because you're organizing all the time, you're meeting people all the time. It's like event management, I nearly think of like producing yes. in a way as well. Like there was a company I was working for here in Bristol um, and we used to have to build little mini restaurants in like universities and stuff like that. So trying to like organize and choreograph that, you're a massive job like that you'd be yes. working on. Um, and so in many ways, I nearly think of producing as not only like a size before you even get to the storyline part of it and like the whole like concept of filmmaking. It's nearly, I nearly think of it as like you're like a wedding event planner or something. You're trying to choreograph, you know, maybe something small groups of people or hundreds of people over the course of like a week or two weeks shoot. Um, actually, that's um, brilliant. Yeah. It's, it's That's actually, we were only talking about that lately ourselves going, it's, it's a project. I, 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 I'm an accountant. This is just a project. The product is a film. The story in the box. The amount of moving parts. It's tasks and activities. You get the team in place. You yeah. know, you got a budget. You know what you want. You, you, you got to deliver the product. Exactly. Now, the, the product of production, the story in the box, is yeah. only a part of the machine. It's probably operations. What yeah. was nice to hear from yourself was your... You're 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 the the ultimate multi hyphenate. You're going. You got to get the gig. You got to get the finance. You got to you yeah. got to get the client. Then you get to get to do the story. Then you do the production. Then you package it. Then you deliver it onto someone else and sell it. And hopefully someone buys it. Now yeah. in your case, I think it's nearly pre commissioned. Is so you're more on the you know the story. You have the box. You have the money. 
you're, you're yeah. delivering the ask, is it? Kind of. So we will, between myself and Rich, I know should have invited him on as well, wouldn't we? Now we'll get him next time. That'll be yeah, yeah. for us. Between the two of us. We want to talk to about him behind his back. It's much more fun. <laughs> <laughs> but no, between the two of us, um, yeah, we both have the skills in the industry. He has like fantastic skills behind the camera. Um, my experience is getting people to give us commissions I suppose um, and talking to people about the work and the films that we can make for them very much so like with Rich's previous work in the industry we've seen so many like he'd come back off his day working before I was in the industry I'd come back from my day working there was both things that you're kind of like oh if we could just change this or this or this it would be so much better for the two of us um, and with Rich especially like there was I could see that he had like his career in like documentary and then his other career was in like the documentary and broadcast and his other side of it was commercial. And I was like, like there's so many cool brands like Red Bull and like so many Toyota, for example, at the moment, um, making these amazing commissions um, and using documentary and using commercial filmmaking techniques. I was like, we could do something really, really cool here. Um, and we've seen that there is companies in the UK doing it. There is companies doing it really well in Ireland as well at the moment. Um, so it was very much so just bringing our two skills together. It's like, right, how do we use his skills? <laughs> you know, how do we well, you're selling, you're it's packaging. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing what you're saying. You're selling a package of believability and a story of delivering on, on the ask. Then yeah. it's just getting yourself seen. You know, there's a yeah. lot of people doing it. But yeah. we're not worried about other people and what they're doing because no, there's actually yeah. massive demand. There's growth and content demand out there. It's through the roof. You have yeah. no problem getting a job in the industry in the morning if you want a job yeah. working for like a big film or something or a job in a, in, a, in a production house. You're actually saying we believe in our own skills. We believe we can get hired tomorrow by, by cinema or I don't mean by cinema. But we, we, can, yeah. we can go work for a Marvel production or we can make a commercial for Red Bull, or we can make a documentary for ourselves for Channel 4, but yeah. it's all the same skill set. It's just which gig and which story. No, I was going to say, we, we've been talking about budgets and things uh, because we've been looking at writers who um, <clears throat> who are basically writing a script but don't know what the budget is, and then we're sort of kind of going, well, the budget's this, so you have to write it to fit that. How, how would you work with those aspects of your small or larger productions? Um, for so generally, what we will do is we will pitch an idea. So we will start off nearly, like for example, with Supermax, that's our baby still at the moment. We went to Supermax with an idea, um, and then we they said to us, "Right, we love it. How much will it cost?" Um, we knew they had a checklist of things they wanted to hit, um, so we gave them a budget. You know, just obviously take back a little bit and stuff like that. So you have to cut corners a little bit. Um, but how do we work with that? I suppose, oh, sometimes as we're a young company, if I was going to say the God's honest truth, we bottle some of it. We work really bloody hard between the two of us. Um, yeah. There's no real getting away from that when you're after starting. Like we only started Wild Rice Films in 2018. Um, and we are still very much so in a stage where we don't feel like we're doing jobs. We are working on projects that we really, really like. Um, yeah. And we're doing, we actually like our jobs. 
Um, so sometimes it's I not don't like you like, anymore. You're yeah. a rare breed. You know, like, you know, people but that I mean, like their jobs, I, I don't yeah. like them. I don't like them. There's but something I mean, wrong with them. I really, yeah. like, I really like what I do for a living. And I know that Richie really loves it too. Um, and I think like they're like we like we are running a comp- we are running a film production company. Film production is not cheap. But yeah. if there was something like I'm not saying like Jews, if we had to hire in cranes, we'd have to add in money to budgets. Yeah. Um but if it was just a case of right, I knew that me and Rich had to do a couple extra days and we had to just swallow it in order to get the picture that we wanted for the film that we wanted to make. Mm-hmm. No, here's an interesting it. thing. Your work, yeah. you know, see, I because my past was an accountant, and yeah. you're saying the gas thing is you're pitching your skill set in based on what you know they want. Uh, because there's an ask out there for Supermax, and you're going, I think they like this, I like the idea. I budgeted our days, I'll take us 10 days. We can hire a crane if needed be for this shot. Yo, we're going to make some profit in here for ourselves, for our art, for our creativity, for bringing the idea, because we have to make a living out of it. And if I get 20 Supermax all day long, I have a year's work and we're, we're laughing. Now, you could get five Supermax, three, like three Red Bulls, two something else, but that's, you've now used up the whole year of yourselves. Are you going to go to the third employee, the fourth employee? To, you know, are you going to grow the firm? Is it is the view to have Wild Rice be a go-to firm for the, the, the AAA clients for commercialism? Or is the artist in you trying to go for Richie? I want we want to have our own films, our own art, our own creativity, go this indie production route, or is it the jobber route of we're a commercial production house? We are a commercial production house. Very, very much so. Um there is definitely things where there is an artistry side of it and in the free time they're always happening but they don't take priority at the moment and I can't see them taking priority you know for, you have to have for, a job yeah. that's yeah. your crea- yeah, you're absolutely. choosing to, to, to be lead. that's the thing you can get a job in the industry or you're choosing to help pick the clients you want yeah, for yourself exactly and build and a brand around you yeah. yeah and the clients that we work with are like brands that we really we really look up to and we really we like what they stand for and stuff like that. And as I said, we like your job. We like the work that we do. Um, but yeah, very much so. We are a commercial film production house. We do everything. Um, trying to think now. <laughs> it's, it's, I suppose it's kind of mad when you think about it. But yeah, very much so. We want to work with other companies. We, like That is our priority. Yeah. Um, and I suppose do you do I, your own editing? Do, I, I, do you edit your productions as well? Yeah. Or, or do you farm that out? No, everything, literally everything is done upstairs in our office. So ideas are, if you didn't have a green screen, it'd be down here on the couch. So ideas are made on the couch by the coffee table. Filming is outside. Editing is upstairs. Grading is upstairs. Music is upstairs. Everything is You're the ultimate multi-hyphenate. The volume, those jobs become silos if, and and other, other resources if budget allowed, and you had constant demand of clients. So yeah. the thing is, you're building a new business. You're going, you're, you're getting the clients, but yeah. you don't know whether they're going to be there again. You're hoping they're going to be there again next year on yeah. the basis of repeat business, yeah. because you did one thing good, you can do it again. Or I got a, I got a Red Bull. That's my calling card to someone else to go, they believed in us, this is what we did. And we are attracting a blue chip client base on the basis of the, of the, of the last client you had in the door. 
Yeah. You know, so it's good to see in your infancy, you know, like, you know, you're, you're starting off. It's not you're starting off young. You're going, you're entering early in self-belief that I can do the same work for someone else, make them the money, or I can make it for, we can make it for ourselves if yeah. we believe in ourselves. Yeah. Exactly. And I think like, it's amazing. Like, <clears throat> like, I think like there's been like a massive increase in like young people starting in their own businesses and stuff like that. I think that is class. Like, um, and I think it's very admirable for people to do that. Um, I think, God almighty, like when we registered with Companies House, I think that was like August 2018. I don't know, like I was still working for another company at the time and I didn't have a clue. Like I never thought you could literally work for yourself. I thought it was this far-fetched dream, but it's actually really, really practical um, and it's really feasible if you work really hard at it. Um, And it does take a, a lot of, bloody hard work and a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of stress and tears. Is that usually um, got to do with little brown envelopes a little harps and, you know, sort of stamps <laughs> on it? Yeah. It's, the mo- actually, most people, you love the work, but the work, yeah. we, we talk about this on a regular basis. The bit that people forget is the compliance, the regulation, the, the certification, the, the tax man and here. You think you earned that? No, no. Half that's mine. Half, half mine. mine. You know, it, yeah. it's, it's, and then it's not, it's even more than half sometimes. It's, it's this, the great thing I see with yourselves is it doesn't matter if, the, if there was the, the obvious thing outside happening in the last couple of years. It's easier to become self-employed. You know, it's easier. The good thing is you set up as a limited company, not as a partnership or sole trade. You're protecting yourself. You know, you're setting this, you know, separate, unique individual between you. the company. The company employs you. This is a company we're going to brand. And it becomes separate to ourselves because most bigger organizations want to deal with the regulation, the certification, the entity, the insurance. If they believe that entity can deliver, Wild Rice Films can deliver, then it doesn't need to be you anymore. It's your team. It's your promising my team can deliver and you can start growing and you can start attracting finance and investment to grow based on the nature of the clients you're attracting. You, yeah. you, you, you know what good looks like, which is great. You're saying Red Bull like this, Supermac like this. We know a team looks like, you, you're talking the perfect language. The yeah. project is. Can you have, if I gave you 10 projects in the morning, would you just fall over? Or would you start going, I know 15 people, we can staff up, we can subcontract X, Y, and Z. What we can deliver, we can deliver quality at a price is really what you're being asked to do, I suppose. Literally, I think it was only yesterday, um, because we're coming up to our end year accounts night, and the accountant said to me, regarding the task, I said, Jesus, when I seen it, and he goes to me, look at one way of looking at tax bills, it goes, you only pay them if you're making money. Yeah, um, that's it. Yeah. And I think, yeah. do you know what? There's probably the first year we broke even, we made a little bit of money and, you know, thankfully the years preceding our first year of business was a lot better. Um, so some accountants like tax bills, <laughs> our, our accountant like to see it this year. Um, but I think, yeah, if somebody landed in with us um, with 10 projects, like if it was 10 projects to the same standing of like the Supermax project that would be released next week or the Historic England one that was um, a couple of months back there in February, like, oh, there's like part of this, this podcast is like pain and gain. And I know like the gain is the RN productions are like, I love them. Um, and we know they do really well online. Um, I know that the public likes them, it gets good engagement and it gets good interactions. 
Um, and sometimes I feel like the pain of like if I had to hand that over, like I'm still so precious with what yeah. we do. I still mind it with my whole heart. Um, and sometimes I'd be very protective of handing that over to other filmmakers to do so on our behalf because I'm kind of like, oh, how would they manage to get our little styling on it? Like we have um, our own little way in which we do our interviews with people. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love working with people. I know Richie is really good with people. Um, and I'm always so afraid. I, that's my own protectiveness. Yeah. Now, uh, I'm the accountant and George will tell you now, yeah. see, this is what <laughs> Business 101 is about. I'm going to yeah. shoot you in the leg, right? Yeah. Uh, Richie's going to get knocked down and, be, and get a cast on his arm or something. Yeah. And you're going... Have so, yeah. Now you're going... Yeah. Have, but I know I'd be sitting beside them the whole way through. I know I would be there as producer on it. No, there's this weird thing. You're now told the language. Your job is not to be the job. Your job is to manage the job. Your job is to empower everybody else and make sure as to equality. And equality is the brand Wild Rice Films. So therefore, everything is processed. That's why the big guys want to know you guys aren't in a car crash. You don't get put out. I can't, I'll I'll give you X million worth of budget of business is what they're saying. You've got our our agency or whatever you want to call it. That's what you're looking for. But what their accountant in the background is saying, are they insured? You know, are, they, are they tax compliant? Can we sue them? Can we sue them if anything goes wrong? Now, now after those questions, they go, are they any good? Uh, do they have a good team? And, you know, is there con- continuity? Because what the bigger guy, I, I, remember, I remember during the last recession, all the staff were laid off from the Guinnesses and this and that and the other. And the same people were needed for their jobs back. It just became self-employed because they got rid of the employees, but yes. they didn't get rid of the job. The job, we need to make the ad. Now we've got to hire the same guy back at twice the rate. But yes. the difference is they're self-employed. They're not on the books. Yes. We can fire them. The, the risk has changed, and we can pick the next guy if they don't perform. So this becomes a game of do you want – the pain and gain you're talking about there is you're now self-employed, you're doing well. Yeah. Do you want to grow the business to a team of 20 in the next few years? Or are you quite happy just being the two years being self-employed and continuously be employed at a certain level? For for now, like we've spoke so in depth with this about like, okay, because there has Jesus, yeah, there's been projects that we're, we have hired in freelancers, brilliant freelancers. Um, and we do actually have a book of about 15 people, you know, to call on. Um, yeah. And they come over here for dinner. We're friends with them anyway. But yeah, definitely. I feel like there's one amazing producer who literally is like lives five minutes from us. Rich is really good friends with her. Her name is Liberty Smith. And Liberty used to work with Rich in a different production company, um, obviously for a lot less wages than you would get if you were a freelancer. And since Liberty has moved on, I've seen how her work has developed so much more. Sometimes I kind of think like in this industry, because there are so many creative people, are you stifling creativity by having full-time employment? Is kind yes, of, the answer you, is yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you can actually provide a lot of freelance opportunities for a, like your group of film industry professionals, you're... And they can still go off and do their own freelance jobs. Mm. It's kind of like, oh, because I want I want to hire people who have loads of skills and they're continually learning rather than yeah. just being hired than me being like, OK, you're doing this job and this job and this job and this job. 
Like, I want people who will come to me. You want to mix and match. That's the thing. Yeah, but then you're going, you're back to the same conversation we were having earlier on about our go-to mentor panel. We were saying, we have five DOPs and six, you know, sound guys. It's all about, I said, they're all freelancers, but one could be working on Star Wars, one on Game of Thrones, and they're not yeah. available when your gig comes in. or yeah. when. So it's about, as you said, having those 15 or 20 go-tos that, you know, they're of a quality and a standard that you're going, you, 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 you measure them beyond the friendship being I can trust you to deliver a standard I can pay you for I'll pay you your premium but I trust you that you're going to deliver this quality and therefore you're part of my go-to team I think of you that's what actually most of the conversations we're having with the industry is it's about your relationships of who's your go-to team you know and it's a it's it's not one of one type and one silo it's I know five cameramen because they're going to be either available or not. Actually, the problem is, if they are available, I'd nearly be questioning, are they any good at all? Are they lying to me? Because if they're available, they're not working. And they yeah. mustn't be any good. I think one of the other things that is also, if you take it from a more positive sense than that, is that by working with multiple people, you, you suddenly develop different ideas. Otherwise, if you worked with the same person constantly, you get stuck in that way. You get into a rhythm and everything just becomes the same. But if you work with different people, you're having to try and get a chance to, to see how they work. There's a lot of psychology in all this. I, I'm, I'm using it all the time to start to read people, to see how they do things, not assume that my way is the best way, but look at what they're doing and see how I can adapt to their way of working. And that, I think you end up growing far better because you've had that chance to work with. I worked as, a, as an assistant film editor years and years and years ago with about 10 to 15 different editors. So I learned my craft through them and then went off with different people. And then I've worked with multiple directors and stuff like that. Uh, and you suddenly see how, how different people approach solving different problems. And then you know how to adapt when you're in that situation yourself. And, and you know, we've, we, we, we're constantly adapting all the time. Like we've just done 90 of these shows uh, and in the middle of it, I'm, 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 the, I'm the editor of putting it together or doing stuff, uh, trying to work out camera angles. And then I would do multi-camera stuff. And I've done that on my own. And we've also made a couple of feature films. I've, I've just re, I'm repackaging something I did 12 years ago because it's taken a long time to get to a certain point. But the technology has now got to a place where I can now realize some of my ideas that I couldn't back then you know, especially with some of the graphics I'm trying to do. So that that cross-pollination with different people becomes such an important part of that process. But one of the things I think that would be interesting is do you have a, a, a map a, 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 of where you hope to get to over the next You're nearly five, talking business planning 101 there, George. Your mission know, statement, your five-year plan. What's your five the five-year plan, plan in two Or does that matter? Yeah. Or does that matter? That's the or you're thing. happy to be living in the now. Yeah. Oh, God, no, lads. There's definitely a five-year plan. I think they're, like, I know people are like, oh, five-year plans, whatever. But um, no, there's always uh, a five-year plan. So five years, 2019, we set one. And, like, what we knew that we really wanted to do and what we wanted to spend our money on um, was their best equipment, their best cameras, their best sound gear, um, and their best people to help us kind of along our journey. So exactly freelancers, hiring, like Liberty Smith, that producer that I've already mentioned. So so much of my skills that I have learned just through like shadowing her. Um, and it's by hiring these people. So we really what we've said for the next five years that we want to do was we want to become self-sufficient. 
we wanted to grow Wild Rice Films to a place where we were able to really keep up with the big boys who had been in this industry a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to be able to really work hard to um, just, um, I suppose, invest in ourselves and invest yeah. in our equipment. That is it. Now, there's a strange thing. The accountant of me is coming back out and going, I, uh, people used to come to me with their five-year plan. We're going, okay, that's great. What's the fifth year? Can we do that in six months? Because, you know, most of the time we build it in based on natural organic growth or taking on risk and being afraid and go, oh, God, I might have two customers. I've got four. We'll grow from one to two to three employees. But if you have the mindset and you believe in yourself, then most of the time the plan is usually based on I can't afford it because I don't have the money, but you could attract investment in if the plan was based on resources and just you've got something to offer. There's a return on investment. That The business of film is the problem we're having where most people are coming to us with their productions is they're coming with the bill of all the jobs and going, I need 47 million customers to view this damn thing to pay it back. And that's number three in Netflix and they, they made a loss. So you're going, but you're, you're talking about you want to grow a business to create two sustainable jobs of yourself and your partner that you're well paid, that your team, that you're not totally, you know, overwhelmed, but there's a constant continuity of recurring income of client that you're constantly doing 12 projects a year, one a month of a certain scale. But the thing is, if you could accelerate that and do it in the next 12 months, would you? Would you? Can you sell the story of the plan of Wild Rice Films to an investor to see you as the next go-to agency under your model of how you do it, the team you're involved with, the fact you can attract that business away from the bigger players that have all these people with jobs? Because yeah. you're actually a hybrid virtual i'll plug it in when i've got it the costs aren't mine or someone else's you don't need offices and equipment they're the client's bill anyway you can charge them for it and hire it on the day yeah they it's such a difficult one i think the only i don't even know what the question was there don't worry no 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 don't 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 no the question is about um what you're asking is like do we want do do I want to bring wild rice films to a place where I have employees? Um, and it's kind of like, oh, right now the answer is no. But like, I know in the next couple of years, um, like me and Rich want to move back home. We're currently in Bristol. I want to go back. I'm from Donegal. I'm from Bundorn. Um, but I want to live in Sligo. Sligo is where I want wow. to be. You see, this is what yeah. I was remembering that conversation. I was going, yeah. right, <laughs> the price of property is moving 12% per annum now in Ireland. If oh, you want to yeah. get here, you need to go back and actually go back two years and come back because yeah. The, yeah. The, the weird thing is you can work anywhere on the planet with the same client base if you're in Donegal and Sligo in the morning. Yeah, you can be living your dream time. there and have lower running costs and not need as many customers because yeah. the yeah. catch-22 is... We, we're trying to figure out how to afford to be somewhere else in year three. And actually, by the time we get to year three, the deposit of the house, I need four times it. So yeah. I need to put more pressure on myself. It's yeah. to have the whole holistic plan of what does success actually look That's like. It's living in Saligo with yeah. six clients remotely. Have you, have you been I'm not too far from the beach. <laughs> um, you know, like there's some, there's there's some, some good fish and chip shops there. there. I know, yeah. I know the fish and chip shops there are pretty good. Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> we're going to work on this. We're going to accelerate that yeah. plan. But I yeah. know, yeah. like, you know, like the work I, doesn't change. Work doesn't, That's just yeah, the work. work. Yeah, work doesn't change. Well, certainly doesn't change. 
Um, but like I'm a young woman, there will be a time when I obviously want to start a family with me and which want to start a family and stuff like that. Um, and then is when I would want to like I would want to make sure that we're self-sufficient enough that we can replace myself with somebody that we trust. Yeah. Um, and I know how hard I work. We might need two people. That's the problem um, you need. You you're know? doing seven <laughs> jobs. We keep on underestimating the budget. Yeah. You're yeah, going, no one is doing those hours. Yeah. No one, no one, no one does. No one will ever do the same hours as a small business owner. Let me reassure um, you though that because uh, because yeah. I've actually. I've actually worked through having two young sons who are now in their third, well, one's in their thirties and we've got grandchildren now, but the, but things do adapt when your needs require. So you don't have to give up things that you thought you might have to give up. You know, that that's very important. And my wife carried up. My wife has always had work as a midwife. She's always carried on working. So yeah. it was me that was in and out doing things, but you, there was always a way to find the work that you needed to, to get, yeah. to keep on going. So you could develop and follow those dreams regardless. Right of, now of your rent in Sligo versus your rent in Bristol is probably half. So yeah. you don't have to earn 10 grand a year. To, you know, the weird thing is you could be, you need to go fully holistic on the business. Not the business plan is a life plan. We, we, like Tony Robbins talks about it as well. Most yeah, people treat yeah. them in silos, but when you put them together, you start going, I want the lifestyle. I want to be windsurfing or whatever it is. I want to be walking the dogs, have an acre, have my own offices, plus my, my, I own the property I'm in. Sligo is a weird one in the sense of you can pick up something in the morning for the price of a car parking space somewhere else because that's not normally where people are going. <laughs> Yeah, so arguably, actually, with Sligo, because I, I did look last month and prices, it's like the tiger is back. But, um, but uh, because people uh, are moving from Dublin to Sligo based on, and to me, always, yeah. surprisingly, actually, house prices there have increased, but no, like very much so. And I know what people will argue when they say, right, well, you can be in this industry and you can still, um, you still have a family and stuff like that. But I'm very much so, like, I would be happy to completely step out of it. For 12 months like I've seen my I've had my first um nephew he was nine months uh this uh this week there on some Saturday or something that I should know that his name's Ty it's my sister's little boy and I've seen Lisa take a year off work and I've seen how that baby has flourished and oh, I'm like, I want oh, all of this. Is, yeah, like, this is us dealing with women in film here now, right yeah, now. Right? No, it's I'm too old. No, men, it's right? no, 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 hang on a second. I don't see my grandchildren. I don't know your age from Madam, but we're saying we're on the start. Now, if we yeah. want the 3.5 kids in the nuclear family before yeah. the age of 40, with a year break in between, and what you're going to do is you're going to be taking three years off for three kids over a timeline of five years between 35 and 40. If you're going late, if you're going early from 30 to 35, you're still putting it in there. Richard is going, my hair is he's probably, he was, I don't know where he's bald or is not bald, but it's the, from this conversation in this podcast, going, I'm going to have three kids now in a five year time, like take three years off. I've got to do three jobs. You need to be earning, and the bills, the wage will drop, the bill demands will go up. So mm -hmm. the strange thing here is your business needs to be bigger, faster in the five year plan. The only thing with it, Garvin, and I think like, like I, I, my siblings all have excellent jobs. Like I've got, there's a psychologist, there's teachers, there's solicitors. Um, that's what I kind of surround myself with. And I think the only way, like maybe this is complete naivety, but the only way that that could kind of happen if I'm like, Jesus, why the rice villains now needs 20 employees so we can keep 
house in Bristol, a house in Sligo, and you know, um, you know, also care for this family that I intend to have in years to come. Is if I let things get away with me, if we go off buying big flashy cars, if we go off on bloody you know three holidays a year or two holidays a year, like currently we live in a modest house in Bristol. We bought it at a good time. Um, I still like I've seen my mom and dad um invest money very well and made some mistakes with the Celtic Tiger and property. Damn Bitcoin for those old lads. But I think like there is a way to manage things like Jesus, I drive a mini, I tuck tip around on my bike most of the time. Anywhere I can get to my bike I do. Most of the activities I like are generally free because it's swimming and I see swimming. Um but no I do we're not what I'm not chasing is a big extravagant lifestyle, I'm not chasing two holidays here, I'm not chasing driving around in a big Mercedes Jeep. Um, I'm not chasing those. Now, things. I'm going to stop you for a second because yeah. the weird thing is you don't, they're the outputs yeah. if you want to spend the money. Yeah. yeah. All the time, like, in, like myself and George enters this industry going, you could have 10,000 customers at 10 quid or you can have 10 customers at 10,000. It's high yeah. value, low volume. It's the flip it. All you've got to do is go, you're a high value proposition. You don't need yeah. to do a high volume anything. You're saying you're the quality go-to expert, subject matter expert in this area. You're the one you can trust to deliver on. You yeah. can be earning to 10 times a day doing less work, not more. The perception half the time is the volume scenario going, no, it's the value scenario is what we have to focus on. So I believe you can have what you want in the morning based on the high value because you are it, you can attract it. What you're saying is you're not afraid of selling. Most people want to have the job. They want to be paid. They want to be the cameraman, but they want someone else to find the customer. So if you concentrate just on being the relationship finder, you can, uh, whoever gets customer is king. You can outsource every last piece of that to someone else to do the work. Yeah. But you can own the reward. Yeah, totally. Like, but I think like some, oh God, some film production companies like that I've heard to that I've been to like, you know, event evenings and stuff like this. And they might have a resource team they're trying to get commercial campaigns commissioned and there might not be a single salesperson on a sales team or on a research and development team um i really do value the skills that i've learned only over, a of, over a couple of years but like to be honest like i got so many things wrong in 2018 like a, a big part of it is, is obviously finding new clients um, and like we do loads of tenders and stuff like that. The tendering process is tedious. It is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's even harder if you do not know what you are doing and you have to make weeks of mistakes and you have to spend weeks writing, you know, 30 page or 60 page documents to get a no or to come. No pain. There you go. There's a language of earlier on that we started with. Yeah. Yeah. No pain, no, no gain. gain. And yeah. The people that get through the nightmare of the process of tender, tendering yeah. is those that get it, get it 70% of the time. Yeah. What happens is you've unlocked the process and yeah. unblocked the process. And therefore you become the machine that gets the tender. The yeah. others, you can give them the work. They've got yeah. the subtender to you. The, if, yeah. the, if you're you, the sales, you just mentioned in a conversation there a second ago going, there's no sales and business development. Everyone in the room is going, give me a job. 
You know, yes. that's yeah. easy. To, I mean, every, who's paying is what we want to know. Yeah. If you can handle the customer relationship side, you get the project, you choose to do it, you choose to pass it on. That's the game, yeah. you know, the money game. The money game, exactly. And I think, yeah, once you figure them out, like once you figure out how the game works, like it's different, I'm sure, in every industry. Like I've been in the food and beverage industry before this, the film industry, it's certainly a lot different to that. But I think it's like once you figure it out and once you have, uh, Jesus, you know, a small bit in a guidance and a small bit of cop on that you, you know the right things to Google, you know the right questions to ask, yeah. um, you will figure it out. And it is like, I'm to be honest, like I'm delighted that we started off our company exactly how we did. Like I'm happy. The things that we, the tenders we didn't get. I'm delighted that we didn't get because jobs came in that replaced them, and I I love them little jobs now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a strange but wonderful experience. I am a firm believer. What's far you won't pass, yeah. But um, in the first year, lots of stuff passes, and sure it was only me myself to blame. You know. Well, it was but it's rubbish anyway. That's the whole point. You don't yeah. mind it going because it's like you said, what will pass you wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And actually, there's no point in cutting it down to the cost to the bone to get it because everyone's changed. That's what's the problem with some of these industries is it's cutting the bone, cutting the cost down to get the gig. You don't want the gig, you want the profit. You want the margin, not the work. You want the passion, not the pain. So, so as you said, if you're able to choose between job one and job two, and it doesn't, you know, and roughly make the same or let it go. The hardest thing in the world yeah. is to let money go and say yeah. no. But well, was, when you gonna, get that art. I was going to just ask that question there. I mean, have you ever done a tender where basically you've you've done the tender, gone through it and worked out that their budget was just totally impractical? There's no way we could actually carry on. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I have. Um, I wouldn't say several times, once or twice, definitely, where I've looked at it and I've just thought, like, this is mental. Um, even for like like maybe for like another company like a bigger company or something like that who is just hopes and I you know multiple videos or something like that or who have loads of interns or something like that maybe it might be feasible for them but there has been videos or um, excuse me projects that I've seen where I just thought they're mental like you know like yeah. somebody might want like unrealistic expectations yeah. like, you know for a couple of times and, and it's like look at me not a chance but I would, never, I would never message that company and be like, "Are you mad?" Like, oh, I no, I made that mistake. Yeah, I'm like, always doing that. I'm going. I'm like, you're okay. off your head, lads. You're literally crazy. But no, I literally yeah. just don't exit. I'm like, I always ask my wife that. I mean, she she talks to me in two languages. Like, uh, what she obviously, I think she said no, no. I thought that, but didn't say it. Well, she tells me what she taught, and I took it as she said it. I go, that's great. Well, geez, these people need you to be that honest with them because yeah. they keep on doing it. Did you say that? No, no, I taught that, but yeah. I said this. No, I, I have the opposite filter, and George, I tell you, no, no, I said that. <laughs> I taught the opposite. You're not meant to say that on your outside voice. No, absolutely. But you do, they need to hear they're off their head. They're taking the piss. Divide a rate into, they're working for minimum wage. You're better off working than little. You can't have those expectations. Yeah, I don't know. Like, to be honest. You need to I be think, valued. They need to value. Yeah, the like, value is very important. Yeah, value is very important. But then like, you know, I said there a minute ago, oh, maybe some bigger company could take it. But then also, maybe some sole trader could take it. Maybe some, some guy or some girl starting off who has just bought a camera who, 
So basically, but they're, they're the persons, they're, they're not the value, they're not the quality. No. Not no. The That's them saying, quality, I got really this gig. Say, yeah, if they, get, they're if, not, they don't get, if they don't get any submissions, maybe they might have yeah. to consider it. Well, um, I know that some of the, I've worked with a number of students because I ran an HND course in, in creative media production at one point. And, and, and what I was actually saying to them was, because they were asking, how do you write a budget for some of these things? And I said, well, look, you know, go to Bechtu. Bechtu have all the rates and yeah. you can work out the rates. And if what you're seeing there doesn't match up to the budget they have, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. You know, especially you're sacrificing something else. And I think that was, I mean, I had a lot of them come to me and say, I'm doing this job and now I've run into these kind of problems. And I'm kind of going, well, did you do a contract? Have you done this? Have you done that? And they're kind of going, no. And what about your public liability? Employer about, no, I hadn't got that worked out. And they were kind of going, oh dear. And I started, I, I mean, I started off with one group um, towards the end of it where we basically said, look, you need to buy a, a car, a house and rent a room. And when you when you get in with a partner, you need to double that. And if you've got, you know, your expenses from college, you know, you know, paying all your fees, you've got to work all those in. And if you can't afford to pay all those things and go out and ha enjoy life, then you shouldn't do that job. And that's something that they they really did start to to begin to understand. And I think what, what's really quite interesting about the conversation we're having at the moment is uh, I'm enjoying the fact that you're somebody that hasn't got the bug of filmmaking in the sense that you were drawn into it as a, as a youngster who, who just, you know, sees it as something wonderful and wants to get in regardless. You're coming from another area and you've suddenly seen how you can apply those skills and develop something into a business, not, not just that you're messing around, but you're actually developing a business and thinking that kind of business side of things through. Uh, and I think that's something we found with a number of other our guests who, who basically have, um, that this was their job. This wasn't their pleasure. This was their job. This is what they did. And they enjoyed what they did. But then at the end of the day, they'd go home and switch off and they'd do something else. And I think that's, I mean, I get in that kind of sense from you, but I think that's a healthy way of actually working at it. I see so many other people think that, uh, you know, this is a way of life and they end up working their socks off. They work crazy hours and they don't get paid for doing that. And then they wonder why they've got burnt out. And, and I know when I started in the industry, I, I, I worked at the BBC in Northern Ireland. I saw a number of producers who were 25 and they were burnt out. They couldn't work ever again. They, could, they were so burnt out, so, so destroyed by what was doing because they couldn't say no and they wouldn't accept you know, where the boundaries were that they got totally burnt out. I mean, have you experienced that in your journey as well? And has that taught you how to change the way you've worked? I'm going to just jump in with a cliche there. Are you a girl that just can't say no or something like that? Is it? it well, I yes, wasn't going to do just that. Say no. <laughs> no, no. I was just coming from a producer's perspective. <laughs> well, no, that's the problem. I, I couldn't say no to work. So it says you're happy to say no. You know, um, it's not for the sake of work. I, I don't know. Like, I have... I, mean, like, I do definitely have a view on your question. Like, I think, you know, especially in Ireland, probably in all of us, we are instilled with a little bit of people pleasing. I know I can be a shocking people pleaser. Um, and sometimes I look, well, Rich is English, so I can say this now about him. But sometimes I think the English are a little bit better at saying no and being like, right, this is what we're able to do. Um, I'm now Irish, so that's okay. Call. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like sometimes, like, so there is obviously a distinct um, differences between cultures. Um, oh, yes, there so is. So there is, like, Matt was, we're very similar in, in many ways, but there is differences. 
Um, so like at the start, I was thinking, no, we have to give, 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 give. Um, and Rich was like, no, we don't. Like, you know, there was, there, it's okay. You don't have to give like literally every single part of yourself. Like, but yeah. you do. Like when it's your own, you give your entire mind, all of your energy to it. Um, and like we still do, but in like a way healthy format. Um, we at a price. You give it right at a price. price. You can it. take yeah, it yeah, yeah. or you can leave it. But given and takers, we've come across them as you say yes. yourself. Yeah. You, there's givers and takers. I've got friends who are takers, and you know you can go. Damn sure you go in and order a pint at the bar, and you're waiting for the next round. It doesn't come. Oh, you know, there's like you know, short arms, deep pockets. You're going, no, my father was short arms, deep pockets. You know, you'd always yeah. play a game to try and get him to you do a couple of rounds. You see if you go and or get the drinks. You'd always go to the bathroom, come back, cough, move, like move seats. <clears throat> You're going, yeah. So therefore, you want you want a give and take. You know, you can't you yeah. can't just be a giver. You can't be a taker. There's give and take. We there's paying it forward, but again, you're choosing that. But at yeah. the same time, you're selling a valuable service of time. You're going. Yeah. We we yeah. can't get that back, and it's the most valuable thing on the planet. It's time. Therefore, it has a price. Yeah, and I you can choose that, to give it. Yeah, or I you can think, choose to charge for it. Yeah, exactly. And usually, like I've gotten a lot, lot, lot better, like over, like especially in the last two years. Um. At like just laying out and just being like you don't need to you know like if somebody wants something extra um I know one thing with me I'd always be kind of like I feel really awkward by saying no or I'd be kind of like oh yeah that we can do that but it comes that this is how much that would cost and it's kind of like no you can actually be really professional and I think people actually really like directness um you can give people information without having to be do you know sheepish about it or whatever and most of the time like I've never had burnout thanks be to God like she has there been days I've cried in the middle of a pre-production yes there has been um, where you're just thinking like how is he will it ever end um, or if things come out and then get plopped back in you know like it, can, it is a stressful job um, but there will still be things where I just kind of like ah, sometimes I, I think it would really benefit the production um, I will give a little bit extra of myself, but I know like where my boundaries are now and I know how far I can push myself um, and I know how far I can push Rich and I know how many edits I can push. Um, well, the editing so is the, actually the biggest problem because I know that that's, I have had burnout several times uh, because the demands of editing and uh, when we were hard. on certain types of, of projects, especially documentaries, we would find that you'd, you'd work, say, nine to five, nine to six, nine to ten, nine all the way through till nine o'clock the next morning because there was a but there was a deadline that you were trying to hit and you were trying to, to, to work to a certain way. I mean, I remember working on one project where I finished at nine o'clock in the morning because I'd worked all the way through the night and the previous night, and I actually sat there for four hours because I couldn't get out of the chair because I was so fatigued before I could actually drive home. And I went, I'm not doing that. Um, and then I, I worked on another project with the, with the producers had a, had a deadline of the following Tuesday. And this was the Saturday. They hadn't done what they said they were doing. They got five hours of material to cut down to 30 minutes. And we had to do, we had to work 42 hours. Now I, I demanded a, a particular pay rate for that, but it wasn't worth it because I couldn't work for another week because I, I, I couldn't sleep. And the pain of not being able to sleep, it kind of, it carried on. So those are things that can happen. I, I refuse to do that anymore. 
And then he schedules his grace is in control. Yeah. Richard yes. is like she's puppet mastering Richard. That's it. The, That's the, the, it. The, you know, the other, the, he's going, you're going, I can squeeze more out of him. I can give a bit more of Richard to the client if I want to or not. I'll charge or not. He's he's trying to charge you. He's going, no, no, no. You know, he, there's this negotiation yeah. in house going on between what he'll put up with, what he'll deliver on, what you promise the client, or you'll give a little bit more give. The great thing is, is if you choose, it was nice to what you were saying there a second ago. You go, you go, oh, there's a little bit more art or creativity there. I can give a little bit of extra, and I want to give it because it's my art. I want to give it because it's I, I, I. They're not being asked for. It's not being expected. It's something I'm choosing to give. Yeah. And then Gallagher gets frustrated like mad because I'm constantly yeah. doing that. Because, because yeah, well, that's, you're doing, that's I, I have George doing that for two years now for me. It's like he's doing all the work. I just <laughs> no, want I'm to not, talk. No, let, let's stop know. there. I'm not doing it for you, Garving. I'm doing it for me. <laughs> Garving I've thinks gone, he's my boss. He's not my I boss. I have him hypnotized into believing <laughs> he's doing it for himself. And that's the best way. Oh, that's because it. it it's, <laughs> but again, the great thing is what you were saying is the client always wants to see what what was given beyond the ass? What was, what, where you went beyond? That's where you get your pay raises and work. Normally it's, yeah. you're getting paid X, but when you went beyond, that's what gets you the, the bonus. So that's what gets you the pay rise. That's what gets you the promotion. But when that just becomes part of the, we'll just move yeah. up the level and that's now yes. expected next time, yeah. that's where you can't keep on get, get, no. getting this stretch. It yeah. doesn't exist. So it's, it's give it where it's not asked for, you know, where yeah. it's actually valued on the other side, not where it's expected and yeah, taken it, for granted. I kind of think of it as like we have had a video uh, previously go viral and you could just choose not to edit the video. Do you know, the, the client never said, give us a viral video. They said, give us three by five minute videos. And then we were like, as we are going through it, it's just like, there's a viral clip right here. It's like, make it. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like... Well, that's your art. That's your creativity. Yeah, yeah. Calling. Like, yeah. That's and gone beyond the functionality. Like yeah. Enjoyed by... It's, you know it's going to be enjoyed by, you know, audiences around the world and stuff like that. It's kind of like, if there's something like that, I'm like, yeah, go for it. It's a bit It's a bit of fun as well. Um, But I do think, like, the, how me and... How we balance it here is kind of like, right, if... Jesus, I don't choose edits as collateral, you know, when... when um, when we're setting budgets um, and stuff like that, generally there will be a set agreed amount of edits that we will do, and then there will be a timeline. You know, should uh, the introduction of new edits be introduced, that has to be discussed with the client. I think I respect George far too much to have yes. him in that room. Like there is sometimes uh, George, where like uh, I'd be getting up in the morning, like I get up past seven religiously, um, and I come up and like he's still there. I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, would you go to bed? Um, and sometimes I don't know, is it different when you're editing something like for broadcast telly where you're kind of like, right, I've got a deadline, this is on telly at this day, to when like, oh, I just want to, I lo he loves his footage and he's really proud of his work. And he's kind of like, oh, but if I just put that piece there and I just put in this sequence here and then like, oh, he, sometimes I see with him like, um, he'll get, he'll just get drawn. Like, what's the word? The great yeah. thing here is you're talking you about the art in. and creativity yeah. overtaking the functionality of the yeah. the minimum viable product of eighty twenty. You're going eighty. The client paid for X. The expectation was that was done five hours ago. I am now in five hours of art. Going, 
No one is asking for this. No one's paying for this. The audience won't even know this. Yeah. It's a one-minute ad that's going to be redundant five days later. It's it's weird in the sense of, you know, there's an art calling. George does that. He does seven hours of work. They go, no one asked for it. No, he was enjoying himself. Enjoying himself. Ah, but, but no, no, no. I mean, see, there's a, there's a professionalism because the, yeah. the thing is that you can see certain things that most people that aren't tuned into it wouldn't see. But you can see a process and there's an opportunity for you to get that in there. So you will spend the time to do that. Other times, what, what's happening is the technology is what's causing you problems and you're trying to fit something to move. I mean, if an editor's good, you won't know that you won't know it in the film. And that's what most people are trying to do from an editing perspective. They, they don't want you to know that they're there. They want you to get so sucked into the story that you, you won't know it's happened. But if the if the edits don't work then you'll notice the editing and you'll start talking about the editing. Whereas if the edits do work, you'll start talking about what the story was telling you and you'll pick up only on that and you won't even notice the editor was there. So a good editor is someone that, that basically disappears in their art form and you can't see them. But that takes a bit of effort and takes a bit of work to get things right. And sometimes what, I mean, I've worked on projects where the, the, the camera work was so bad that you you know you kind of get the client couldn't afford to go and reshoot, and I've managed to edit it together in such a way that there was an art form produced, but it took it took a lot of figuring out and craft work to get that to happen, There's and I saved the day. Okay, yeah. it was you know George saved cheaper. the day, and he, absolutely thirty two years now he's been using that one. You know, he saved that day, and that was that was brilliant. Oh no, I saved the day in. multiple times in that thirty seven. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to jump back in for because Grace said yeah. the weird thing is in the last statement you said the client didn't ask for it. We found a viral something, and what we now I guarantee you, you and your sales technique will be going forward. Look at this viability we delivered for our last client. Now, wasn't that great? And two grand bought from that, 50 million views. The problem is we can't promise this again. All we can promise is three hours of edit. If, you, if the content has it in it, we might have an opportunity of viability. But the strange thing is that's not a guarantee, yet the client might be expecting it. Or do you find any of that? Yeah, no, they generally don't. I think people... Like maybe it's trying to 15, you know, I used to see, not even it's trying to 15 later on than that, it was a trying to 17 when I first started looking at tenders and I would see literally in tenders going, come on, viral click. And I'm like, like Dream you can't on. just make yeah. a viral no. click. Like, it no. just doesn't happen. Either something incredible happens, it is like, you know, incredible, or you just don't have it. Like, so it's like a really, really difficult thing to do. Um, But I think, yeah, I still agree. It's kind of like if something comes up, it's like, dude, so we have cameras, film it, film it, and then edit it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just, that's how it works. I don't, I don't really think that people expect it. Like, I don't think they expect like a, a viral clip, but I think people do, what they do expect from film production companies now is that like, that their briefs are properly met, that it is yes. super professional. Um, I think like, I was, luckily I was back in Ireland there for the summer um and I was watching like TV adverts. I love and uh, the house since I was a child. And like the TV adverts have gotten a lot better, I think, in Ireland. Um and I think that there is um there is an expectation when people are hiring production companies that's kinda of like, right, we need to be able to match like I don't know, supermarkets, for example, like right, if I was super value, I need to 
you know, definitely match Centre um, or Aldi has loads of ads at the moment. Um, so I think there's that uh, keeping up with the Joneses between um, between companies at the moment. Brilliant. So it's back to the, the story within the story of, of the weird thing is commercialism. Commercials are now becoming micro movies. Yes. And you half the time you don't even know it's an ad. Yeah. You know, like, and you're actually going, what what company was that an ad for? I mean, there's a few of them they knew have to tell you afterwards. This was Coca Cola, by the way. They're going, <laughs> which I love. Some, I love that. Yeah. I think that that is like the coolest thing. And like, like we obviously haven't made it, but like the one that I am just loving at the moment would be like a dream client for us to be Toyota. Their content at the moment is literally class. They have this or campaign at the moment called um. Nothing is impossible, I think it's called. And like, you have no idea it's said until the very last minute. Yes. It is, yes. It's stylish, it's glossy, it's polished, really quality storylines, beautifully shot, beautifully produced. Um, and I think people enjoy watching them. Brilliant. Now, I suppose the ads are what have to get your attention now with all these, like, you know, with YouTube and the films, you know, it's what grabs your attention in a cluttered space with limited time. You've got to be entertained. The gas thing is the ad has to entertain you because the films aren't. And yeah. if you're entertained by the ad, you're going, why do you need to go watch a film? You know, I'm paying for it. So there's, 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 you know, Facebook ad, all you're getting bombarded with is the ads, but you're trying to now filter them out and find the film again. But I do find that some of them are, you know, very, as you said, very entertaining. You're, you're nearly going, no, it's the hang time is you're watching the ad and you're going, it was entertaining. And you're in that area you were definitely paid. You were commissioned. You know, everyone got the payday. It's who got the client. So your your whole journey now is branding Wild Rice Films that you get to get the higher value ads and then bring in the team and you be the creativity. You know, yeah. awesome. Well, we're gonna we're gonna wind it up now, unfortunately, because we've gone over the hour. <laughs> so, um, it's been a it's been a brilliant sort of uh, conversation that we've had with you today, Grace. Uh, normally, I would do a kind of wrap up, but I think uh, Garvin's just done a sort of wrap up just there in in a way in what we've no been way. talking about <laughs> he can't remember but i can remember it but what we like to try and do just before we finish is is any advice that you'd like to give to other producers that are thinking about embarking on a career similar to you um ring me like i have such a firm believer in just picking up the phone and chatting to people um like I never text anybody. It's kind of like, yeah, you can Google things, but if you see somebody who like you admire or who is doing something, just actually let me try and ring them. Um, and you usually I love that. It. George, I was That's literally, great. before you said the word, I was going, <laughs> you're a talker, not a texter. You know, you know, like, I'm a talker, not a texter. People. Yeah, and it's kind of like all this stuff, like with social media, it's it's connecting everybody. But like, like we wouldn't have known anybody if I probably didn't message you about something that, Lego in the film industry, I don't know, last year. Um, and usually I don't even send LinkedIn messages. But yeah, if you're in person, so just actually just try and contact them, ring them, meet them for a coffee, even though I don't even drink coffee. Yeah. I love if somebody rings me um, to ask about something that we've done or how we've done it. I'm putting you um, on speed dial. That's it. Speed <laughs> and I always really, really value it if I have to ask somebody questions and I can get an honest answer from them. Um, where it's not like, oh, they're a competitor. It's like, oh, help us out, mate. You know, I, I will help people out if they want help. So I, I that, like, yeah. Make friends and influence people. That's it. Make Create relationships 
and influence yeah. people. That definitely. Yeah, there's lovely people like that. But we are. Oh, we're here. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're lovely people. <laughs> Bring well, great, us anytime. Yeah. <laughs> great. Thanks very much for coming along onto our show, and uh, hopefully you'll come back again uh, sometime in the next few months and have another chat with us and, and share your experiences with us, which I think would be fantastic. So yeah. I think folks will we'll leave it there because I think that was a great way to kind of finish. So thanks very much for listening to the show, and for Garvin, if you'd like to say cheerio. <laughs> Well, adios, amigos. See you soon. Ciao, ciao. Take care. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Hope you enjoyed this video. Please subscribe and click on the bell for notifications.